What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Tavares, and I am back with another episode for you all. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's doing blessed, staying safe, you know, doing what you need to do. But before we dive into this episode, I want to extend an offer to our, you know, our family. Our podcast family is typically the people that are most interested in what we say, because I know a lot of people, they like, you know, seeing the, the nice quotes on online, but they don't always dive deeper um, with us. But you guys are always the hardcore supporters. So we made a Patreon for our podcast and our YouTube family. We're trying to do more. Um, you know, hire editors and have all the people that could take care of all the engineering and stuff for us because it's extremely difficult <laughs> to, you know, to keep up with podcasting, keep up with YouTubing. Um, so if you would consider joining a family, you know, consider joining our Patreon. The link is in the description box, patreon.com slash godlydating101. So please do not think this Patreon is so I can get a new car. No, our car's already paid off. You know, we don't need a new car. We don't, we're not trying to get new new things to boost our 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 image or any of that type of nonsense we're not prosperity preachers you know but we do need um your help in building this brand getting a way to get this this content out in more defined ways we're trying to get better microphones we're trying to pay the audio engineers and editors we're trying to pay special guests that we have in store for you all that we're only going to be releasing on patreon we're going to be having our special guests bonus episodes we're going to be having lives q a's bible studies and all of those things only for patreon people the stuff that we may release you guys are going to get it weeks in advance so it's not going to be something that everyone else sees there's a lot of topics you guys request that i know sometimes i can't even do because of the type of audience we'll have but our patreon is going to get all of it we're going to go live with you all and we're going to do that so Without further ado, <laughs> just listen, just check out the um, Patreon description. You'll see all the tiers. It, it's just five dollars if you don't have, you know, a lot. It's no big deal. Um, but consider, consider um, joining us on that in that community. And now, for that long intro, for those who only came for the episode, <laughs> as you can see from the title, we are doing. I am doing. Is there a the one for us? This is a concept that we hear taught a lot, preached a lot, you know, do this and God is going to present, you know, your Prince Charming and your queen and your blah, blah, blah. We, we do this, we say these things that are so, so I think cliche, but I don't necessarily think they are biblical. And, you know, obviously I'm going to say this is our opinion. Safa and I, we talked about this, but she wasn't able to get on this episode, but this is something that we strongly believe is ours. Even though I may believe it's right, obviously I want you to go to God about it, you know, but I want to say we personally do not think there was a quote unquote, the one. And the reason I say that is because I don't think God would allow, you know, one person to mess up <laughs> the fate of the universe, because we all know people get into marriages that they never planned for. Obviously, divorce. We see a lot of these things, whereas people get in marriages and adultery, people get in marriages, they separate all kind of things. People get in marriages and the next person isn't even safe. You know, so we don't believe there's a, the one because if I marry the wrong person, then that means all of our children are going to be illegitimate. That means everyone they marry after that. That means who was supposed to marry Safa couldn't get the, their God's plan for their life. You know, so I would have ruined the whole world if I married the wrong person. You know, and I don't think as big as God is, as sovereign as God is, that he would put that much responsibility in my hands. And I say that because we are fickle. You know, we're humans. 
you know, our emotions drive us a lot of the time. It's not necessarily being driven by the Holy Spirit. So God will understand. I'm not saying, you know, God will tolerate nonsense, but I'm saying God, God understands that he has to be the one in control because we will mess things up, i.e. Adam and Eve, i.e. the sin we just committed before listening to this podcast or yesterday. <laughs> you know, none of us are perfect, you know, so that means we have to understand that, you know, God is the one in control and we are not in control over the fate of the whole universe. When God created us, he did say, let us have dominion, you know, and because we're image bearers, he wants us to be his example on the earth. But at the same time, we see that we have that sin nature. So we're easy to fall and mess up God's plan. But does that mean I'm saying that God would allow us to marry just anybody and it's fine? No, I, I strongly do not think that's the case. God is not going to allow you to simply marry anyone, you know, just because they're attractive, nice job, they're in ministry or anything like that. Some people simply, I don't believe, can be God's will for our life at all. I don't believe they can be God's will for our life in relationships that are, let's say, relationships that are sinful. Um, God want to be pleased with that. Relationships that are homosexual, God God's word doesn't support that. And I say that because a lot of people think only homosexuals, you know, are the ones that God is going to judge. You know, the, the fornicating relationship that is heterosexual, God also has a problem with. You know, so God doesn't want us in those type of relationships. Or one of my favorites, because this is something that doesn't get talked about often, but God doesn't want us in relationships with people that are married. <laughs> you know, so let's just let's just put that out there, you know, because it seems as though a lot of married folks, you know, we we be out here trying to be trifling. Well, I won't say we. I'm not, you know, but it's the fact that people can be messy and you know still try to use scripture to support their nonsense. But God is not the author of confusion, you know, so He's not going to support a relationship that that doesn't include Him. So there's sometimes when I believe that people pray and they're asking God for signs or God give me discernment in regards to you know, the type of relationship they're in. But I, I don't believe that we need to pray to God about every single relationship um, that we want to entertain. And I say that because the word of God says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Second Corinthians um, 6.14, I believe. So why would I be praying, God, do you want me to date this, this non-believer? God, I know what Jesus, I know, you know, I love you, right, Jesus? You know, we go way back, like four ties on a Cadillac or however the saying goes, you know, we go way back, Lord. So is it cool if I go date that Muslim? God, I know he Buddhist, Lord, but I mean, Buddha, Buddha doesn't mind if I serve you too. You know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't even sound logical. How can I say I love God with all my heart, soul, mind and strength? How can I say I love everything about the Lord, but I want to date that person that's atheist? You know, it's, it's not necessarily logical and it isn't wise because it's so easy for us to think we can convert them, but we completely negate the fact that they can convert us. They can pull us out of God's will. So why would God send? I don't think I think we need to pay attention to this question. Why would God send us someone that doesn't even love him? You know, because God loves you so much. Why would he send a relationship, you know, with someone who isn't even going to help you serve him. You know, our goal when we are with a non-believer or someone of a different faith or whatever they are is to show them love, to show them grace, you know, and the hope is that they'll come, you know, come to Christ, that we can witness to them, we can teach them, you know, scripture, we can expose Christ to them, you know, and then they'll get end up getting saved. It's not necessarily so we can flirt to convert, you know. I, I don't I don't believe in missionary dating. I believe that when you see a lost soul, 
the goal should be telling them about Jesus. The goal should be telling them your testimony. The goal should be seeing them getting saved, not necessarily seeing them married to us. And I think on singles, you have to understand that because a lot of times when you're single and especially when you've been single a long time, you get that concept that is just like, man, I just need somebody. So you see somebody fine, you see somebody spiritual, you're thinking, well, God, is that the person? Well, um, could we could we see if they love God first? <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it just seems as though it's so easy to get consumed with those things. But we shouldn't be falling for them and then praying that God would do a miracle in their life. You know, that he'll save them or, you know, God save that non-believer because he is just so sexy. She's just the baddest thing ever. God, I just need me somebody looking like a Kim K or a Megan Good or God send me a Zac Efron that speaks in tongues. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's just like, really? You know what I mean? Like, God, you don't have to pray about those type of relationships. We have to learn, I believe, you know, we have to learn the concept of guarding our heart. So, yes, being selective with our choices is necessary. So while I don't believe in the concept of the one, I'm not saying you shouldn't be selective. I'm not saying you should just do whatever you want. But I also want you to know, I, I believe there are circumstances where God can literally, I believe God can literally tell you that person is for you. Um, I, I don't believe that God speaks to everyone audibly. You know, you hear some powerful voice in your dream or, you know, God stops you while you're driving on I-95 and it's just like, just say if the Lord, this person is your spouse. Listen, God ain't do that for me. And if he does that with you, well, praise the Lord, saints. <laughs> you know, you are deep, my friend, and you have reached a level I'm trying to reach. Um, there's only been a few times where I felt like, oh, like I know for a fact God said something verbally to me. And, and you know, given the circumstances and as time progressed, I know it was God's will, but it's not like I heard a, a thunder. No, Bible mentions that God's voice was in a still small voice. You know, sometimes it's the impressions that God lays on you. You know, it's when you're studying his word and he continues to press things on you. I want to read you a couple of scriptures out of Genesis 24 verses 12 through 14. It says this. And he said, O Lord, God of my master, Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day. Y'all know I read King James version. I'm sorry. And show kindness unto my master, Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I come out to draw water, to whom I shall say, sorry, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink. And she shall say, drink, and I will give thy camel drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. All right, now breaking it down. Abraham's servant, um, basically Isaac's servant as well, because he's working for Abraham. He prays for a sign that God would show him, you know, who is it, who he's supposed to pick for Isaac's wife. Um, now, studies say that women weren't even supposed to be out drawing at that time. So that also made it very clear who would be the woman because women shouldn't have been there at that moment. Um, but the point is, he asked God for a sign and God honored it. So I strongly believe it's okay to pray for a sign. I strongly believe it's okay to ask God to reveal something to me. However, I don't think we need to be ignoring signs simply because it's who the person we are determined to marry. Like many times people are like, God, if he's not the one, just show me a sign. And then God answers a prayer. You know, he cursed you out. You know, you found out he was cheating. You found out sis was out here, you know, you know, snobby. You found out you found out some dirt, 
you found out their true colors got exposed. But because you already made up in your mind, you want them. You ignored every sign God showed you. You prayed, God, give me a godly spouse. And then you find out this person is just ratchet city, you know, just just straight up. I won't even say straight up just sinful, carnal. Their mindset is lukewarm. They're not even aiming to please God. But and God exposed you to that. But because you're so in love, you're willing to say, well, I'll change them. It'll be all right. No, friend, that is dangerous. That's a dangerous game to play. I believe that when God shows us a sign, no matter if we like the sign or not, we need to be obedient. But before we go forward in this episode, I want to leave a quick break and we'll get right back into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, Tavares here. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of today's episode. BetterHelp is a resource that I'd love to tell you all about because I believe many Christians don't prioritize their mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment, so don't think you have to drive anywhere. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. Also, you can set up phone or video calls as you may desire, because I know sometimes you just want a face-to-face interaction. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, please Understand BetterHelp is there for you. They'll be willing to reach out to you and speak with you as you may need assistance. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to want you all to enjoy a more happier life. As one of our listeners, you also get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Now back to today's episode. So these are some signs that I believe that we should be praying for when it comes down to choosing a spouse. Um, Number one, is this person a blessing or a burden in my life? I don't believe many ask that question, but you you should because I know they're attractive, but do they push you closer to Jesus Christ? Yeah, I mean, Shorty got the hips, the curves. Yeah, she her her face, she's just the prettiest thing on earth. I get you, bro, but how is her prayer life? And ladies, he's perfect, six foot, making six figures. He says all the nice things. Yeah, but can he lead you spiritually? It's so easy for us to be so amazed by the outside, but is God pushing you in that direction or is it your emotions and your flesh? So this is something that I see happening very often. I I see people, you know, trying to force them to grow spiritually. So you knew they were atheists. You knew they were Muslim. You knew they were agnostic or better yet, you knew they were in church, but they didn't care about church. You know what I'm saying? You knew they were preaching. You knew they were singing. You knew they were at every single service, but you knew Shorty was popping that thing in the club last weekend. You knew bro was trying to get in them DMs and he was trying to lay hands, but not in Jesus name. You knew what was going on. 
So my thing is, you think you're going to change them and make them want to grow spiritually? Listen to me. That's a dangerous game to play. You are not called to raise anyone. You are not their parent. You are not called to raise your, your husband or raise your wife. You're not called to make her love God. Now, I don't believe that because my wife Safa is a, a, a godly woman that I've that she never has any questions or never has rooms to grow, never has um, any room to improve in her spiritual walk. I don't believe that I'm perfect. You know what I mean? We both help each other grow. So don't think I'm saying find someone perfect. Please don't take me out of context. My point is, do not think that it's okay for you to simply find someone who's not living for God and push them to grow. I believe it's a dangerous game to play. I, I get messages all of the time about someone saying, oh, I married someone who pretended you know, to love God and now he doesn't want to go to church. Now she doesn't want to go to church. Now they don't want to pray. Now they don't want to read their word. And bear in mind, just because someone looks happy or spiritual on social media doesn't mean that they're producing fruit. We have to pay attention to the fruit in people's lives because it's so easy for people to to fake the funk. You know what I mean? Like you want to pay attention to is this person a blessing or a burden in your life? Another sign you should be asking God for, are you being drawn closer to him? Are you being enticed to sin because of them? And I say that because I think we need to evaluate, can you actually serve God together? Um, because passion is not what sustains a relationship. Purpose does. So while that while you guys are so infatuated with one another, they're so perfect, they're so beautiful. Yes, but when you come down off that high, are they there pushing you to get into your calling? You may be called to be a preacher. Are they pushing you to get into the word? You may be called to start a boutique, ladies, or you may be called to start a business. Are they encouraging you to get into your purpose? Are they encouraging you to do things for God or are they just attractive? Um, you want to ensure that this person wants more of Jesus because... You want to make sure that you want more of Jesus, I mean, because you're connected to them instead of you deciding to turn away from the things of God because of their influence. There's a lot of relationships, whereas it just seems like, man, they're just negative Nancy and, and bro is just pulling you away from the kingdom of God. They're, they, you know, and there's some people that when you're with them, it's just like, man. I really need to read my Bible. Like you are well-versed, you know, or you're like, wow, this sister is so spiritual or this brother is so spiritual. And, and it's not that they come across as high and mighty or holier than now, but they come across as though, wow, God is really doing a work in their life. And I want God to do the same in mine. And that's the impact I want to leave in every person's life I'm connected to. And I say that because every relationship that we're in, it doesn't always last. But you want to ensure that the relationship that doesn't last doesn't pull them out of the kingdom of God. So if you two broke up, they shouldn't turn away from God because you were a horrible representation of Christ. If you two break up, they should still know that God was their source because of the influence you had on your life. And another question, the last question I want you to say when you're asking God for a sign is, are we compatible? Yeah, because contrary to popular belief, it is. I believe it is necessary to be attracted to your spouse. You know, a lot of people, I, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're not physically attracted to their spouse. You know, the day they met, maybe you guys were friends forever. And you thought bro was ugly. You thought sis was all right. You know, you're not attracted to everybody. But the more you're connected to someone, the more of an emotional connection you have with someone is the more physical, physically attractive you are. You know, but I want I want us to be honest with one another. Like, let's not let's not be overly spiritual. Let's not be too deep. 
if a lot of us are honest, we know we're not just home from more, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. We're not just at home speaking in tongues, reading the scriptures and praying. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody says good morning at work and you're like, oh, Holy Ghost. Like, come on, bro. Like, don't be deep. You know good and well. You're just like, good morning. Doing fine. How are you? <laughs> We're still human. You want I believe you should want to be attracted to your spouse because just because you're married doesn't mean people in the world are unattractive now, you know? So if you don't even think your spouse is attractive and you're attracted to everyone else in the world, that is a recipe for disaster. And I'm not saying, oh, marry the, the best looking thing on the, in the world and you'll never be tempted with evil. No, we'll always be tempted. We'll always be tempted with sin, you know, but the point is it's okay to be physically attracted to your spouse, you know, because you want to be attracted to your spouse, not just physically, but there's a lot of layers that you need to understand that a connection is necessary. So you need to be connected physically. You need to be connected emotionally. You guys need to be one in all aspects. You need to be connected spiritually. You need to be able to, to love how, what God is doing in their life. You need to be able to see growth. All that stuff is attractive. You know, seeing my wife lead praise and worship. Wow, this woman is so amazing. Seeing my wife being beautiful. Wow, this woman is amazing. Holding a conversation with her. Wow, this woman is amazing. Because everything about them should be bringing us closer together, bringing us into a stronger marriage. I want to read a verse to you. Um, out of Proverbs 16, 25, it says, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So we can easily think someone is God's will, but in the end, we end up in sin. In the end, we end up walking away from him. So the point of me saying this verse is that I don't want us to ever think that our plans are better than God's plans for our lives. So we must, hear me, brothers and sisters, we must use discernment and we must pray those two are absolutely essential i believe i believe there's going to be someone who's going to be like oh i could just marry whoever i want after listening to this podcast but that's not what i'm saying i believe that it's so easy for us to think something is god's will because we have free will that oh i can do whatever i want yeah but just because you can do every anything you want doesn't mean everything is beneficial to your future you know, so I want to briefly describe um, a couple ways that I knew Safa was the one, right? So we met years before we actually started dating and getting engaged and married. Um, and we we're great friends, but her beauty, her character, her spiritual life, and overall how we just connected made it easy for me to see how God was aligning things, how God were, you know, was doing things. Because there was a lot of beautiful women. There's a lot of attractive women. There's a lot of smart women. There are a lot of spiritual women. But everybody who is physically appealing is not God's plan for your life. Now, do I believe that if I married someone else that I would have been in sin and my life would have been ruined? No, nah, maybe that's not the case. You know, so I could have married another godly man and lived a, another, you know, lived a, a blessed life. Um, I highly doubt it because, you know, <laughs> not <I'm> playing. <laughs> but I didn't simply, you know, just have a dream and just knew. You know what I mean? It wasn't like God spoke to me in the middle of a dream. Like what hit me was when I was on deployment, you know, and, you know, you're around all your boys. And if you if you know anything about the military, you know, it's a sinful environment, you know, and it was just so easy to get any girl you wanted. You know, you're in every country. You see beautiful women everywhere. But it was a matter of, yeah, but this isn't fulfilling. Yeah, you can sleep around. Yeah, it's, a, it's tons of women that, you know, you can have for the night or tons of women that are great. But yeah, but who is going to fulfill, help you fulfill your God given purpose? You know, so. I had to pray. I had to seek God for guidance. I had to use discernment. 
because there's a lot of women out there, you know, plenty of them, you know, just go and you sleep with her, plenty of them. Oh, she's so beautiful. Plenty of them. Oh, she's so spiritual. But that doesn't mean that they were connected to the purpose God had for me. You know, so I just want to let you guys know, man, if there's no peace regarding that relationship, don't force it. You don't feel as though God giving you peace to be with this man, be with this woman. Don't try to make God give you peace. You know, it's okay that it didn't work out. It's not necessarily someone that you're interested in, you know, so please don't think that you have to be with them or just because, you know, just because it, it's, it's, it seems like they're in church or just because they're attractive, whatever, like, please understand that you need God's approval more than you want your emotions to be met. You know, so I want to start wrapping up this podcast. I want to let you guys know something, man. I mean, this may be something that most people may disagree with. But I firmly believe that God's plan for our lives gives room for free will, because if God doesn't force you to serve him, why is he going to force you to marry a specific person? And salvation is more important than than a marriage. You know, like God is not going to make you do anything that you choose not to. You know, if you want to ruin your life, God would allow you, (laughs) you know, so it's not like God is going to demand for you to serve him. So I don't believe God is going to demand for who you love. You can. You can have a healthy and a godly marriage with more than one specific person, in my honest opinion. So many of you, your relationship didn't work out with somebody you had it planned with. And now you feel as though your life is over. But I don't I don't think you need to you need to have that impression. God is still able to bless your life. God is still able to bring about a great purpose out of your life. So not because God's will necessarily has various avenues and it's a free for all. Do whatever you want. But because the purpose is two people surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ is able to bring glory to his name. Listen to me, two people surrendering their lives. So it's not a matter of, oh, they didn't divorce. So that was God's will. No, there's a lot of people that aren't in God's will, no matter how happy they look in pictures. Because if God isn't in it, then God isn't pleased with it. Because a relationship that excludes him is ultimately not his will. But two people bringing him in. That is what he wants. So please understand it's about getting God's approval, getting God's blessings. And we do that by following his word, following his will, pursuing him passionately. The Bible says in Psalms 37 and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. So if you are walking after God's will, and you are delighting, you're trusting God, you're seeking his will, you're you're trying your best to obey him, you're finding ways to worship him with your actions, worship him with your lifestyle, worship him with your thoughts. Every part of you, you're trying to honor God that shows that God is guiding your steps. And he'll reveal to you the type of relationships that you should be avoiding and the type of relationships that you should pursue. So yes, not as long as my episode is normal. <laughs> but as we wrap up this episode, I just want to throw it out there to you guys. Again, we have a YouTube channel and it is taking off like it's tremendous. We're also we're doing um, sometimes we're going to do podcast episodes on it, but we want to do spiritual advice as well. And a lot of you guys, yeah, you come to the podcast because it helps build your relationships. But I also want you guys to grow spiritually. So if you're not subscribed, click the description box and you're going to see our YouTube link. And also, please consider sharing this with a friend, subscribing and joining us on Patreon. So Patreon, you can give whatever amount you like. Please do not feel pressured. 
it is no pressure at all but we would love for you all to join in support the ministry if you love um, ways that we've impacted your life or help help you pursue god in more deeper ways then please consider joining and as always we appreciate you guys for all the reviews for all the listens for all the times you shared and we'll be seeing you guys next thursday peace